I don't want to hear Stephen A. talk about switching the narrative for Tom Brady. I'm not trying to hear that today. Nope, 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 nope. They got their ass whooped yesterday by the Texans. Um, And by the way, shout out to the Texans. But God damn it, you niggas couldn't hold on for one more goddamn play. Y'all had to let Edelman score. Why am I mad at that? Because that made my chances of making the playoffs in one of my big money leagues. <laughs> this is a big money league. This is where you pay uh, money for each and every transaction, including adding drops and goddamn trades or whatever. You know, a hundred, a hundred to get in. And then throughout the season, you basically uh, pay as you go as far as adding drops and trades and shit like that. But God damn it. I got beat by two fucking points. I don't have a player left. Nobody's playing on Monday night. Anyway, I digress. I'll get to the fantasy part in a minute. I'm sick of the media. And this is the I hope the thread is listening. Shout out to the thread. Love them, guys. I hope the thread is listening. This is what I be talking about when they switch the narrative. This is what I'm talking about when niggas wait until after the game to give their thoughts. But they wouldn't say anything the whole fucking game. The whole season. The whole entire season. Right? Mind you, New England is still 10-2. These niggas only lost two games. Right? Coming into the season... Only Max, I would give, I would give that to him. Only Max, even though Max be wilding out sometimes, he's still welcome to the barbecue. Only Max said, yo, he's on a decline. I don't see him doing this and that. And for a minute, for a slight minute, Max was wrong. Brady was proving Max wrong, you know, and Stephen A was all on high, high praises on high horses. For this Tom Brady cat, don't get me wrong, Tom Brady's still playing well for his age. I mean, he's a senior citizen out there slanging that thing. I don't see anything wrong with his with his throwing motion. With him, he he made a great he made a great pass. It came incomplete. I think I think that's the one that came incomplete. Uh, but I seen him moving in that pocket or whatever. So it's not not about the mechanics, and it's not about his arm. Not about his uh, timing or anything like that. Arm strength, nothing like that. Oh, but now he don't have enough help. Now Stephen A is on the radio talking about Antonio Brown needs to be back in the league in a Patriots jersey. You know. Now let me put a disclaimer out there. He said if if he was, uh, you know, he was accused of something, and if he's found guilty, and if there's truth to that, then he should go to jail. I agree with that. At the least, be kicked out of the league. These are Stephen A. words. But all of a sudden, this nigga don't have enough weapons. Whereas before, when they added Antonio Brown, he had all the weapons in the goddamn world. He got stellar backs. Now, what I mean by stellar backs is if y'all pay attention to the way and how New England draft their players, they go after some of these no-name players. And what I mean by no-name, they wouldn't, they wouldn't household names in college for a lot of uh, regular pedestrian people. You know what I'm saying? Like, a few people, like, my wife knew about Lamar Jackson. Now, of course, credit me for watching Louisville games. She knew about him. You know what I mean? Um, Deshaun Watson, you know, these type of players she knew about because she watched the big, the big games, the big matchups, the Clemson versus Alabama championships, you know what I'm saying? And so on. But don't sit up here and tell me 
that you know all these goddamn receivers and running backs. Everybody didn't. Majority of the players that New England has had, we know about them because Tom Brady made them better. This is the part of his part of the argument of making him one of the best quarterbacks of all time, if not the best quarterback of all time, because he took he takes nothing and make it into something. Now all of a sudden, because he went he lost to um, the Texans. And the way he lost, now he doesn't have enough help. Now you're screaming at his front office saying you need to get him some help, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. When prior to that, even prior to them letting go uh, Antonio Brown, it was there's not a chance that any of these niggas is going to beat New England because of the power. You're telling me one receiver is going to make a difference? Now, get it. I, I grant it. If Antonio Brown was to go to a team like the Packers, or he was, to go, or if he was to stay with a team like Oakland, yeah, he definitely need. I mean, that's definitely high praise. We definitely need something like that. See, we actually need a home run hitter like that. You know, now it wouldn't matter. It wouldn't matter now because of the outcome of yesterday when we got spanked by KC, which pretty much damn near spoiled our wild card hopes. But at the same time, we need something like that to prepare all, propel our offense to another level. Whereas New England, history shows that they've gotten it done without a household name receiver. They didn't even get it done with Moss. They didn't win that year. So now all of a sudden, all of a sudden, which I don't really understand because, again, they only lost two goddamn games. They only lost two games. And now Stephen A. is calling for help. For Brady, bro, he's 42 years old. He's 42 years old, okay? And maybe it's not the receivers. You know what I'm saying? Maybe it's not. Well, I to tell you the truth, I'm kind of confused because I'm 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 past the I'm past the the hypocrisy of he needs help now because he never had that quote-unquote help before he made his team better now all of a sudden he's not that good to make his team better now what about he said this is the longest he's ever seen Brady hold the ball so he can't be the offensive line right it's not it's not the offensive line although they was on his bumper last night <laughs> they was definitely on his bumper in good moments too in a perfect moment, except for that goddamn moment where he threw that touchdown to Edelman. Everybody know it. Literally, though, Edelman. They. I, I'm not sure what happened to Sony Michelle. All I know is I paid attention to Sony Michelle. I mean, not Sony Michelle. Um, God damn it, I can't think of the goddamn running back name. It's not Sony Michelle though. Um, they got about three back, three or four backs over there. It's not Burkhead. It's not. Uh, it's not White. It's uh, it's so his name is Sony as well. Is it Sony Michelle? I don't know. I'm tripping right now. Anyhow, I was going up against, I was going up against a a, a player. I'm back to the fantasy shit. He had New England defense. He had Sony and he had Edelman, and I was only up by, I want to say thirty some points maybe, um, and it's a PPR, so every reception is a point, and I'm like, God. Damn it, man. I'm I'm going to lose it. And I'm in a four-way tie in two different divisions. There's two different divisions, and I am tied for second with a 7-5 record 
with other, you know, uh, uh, against other other players, and all of a sudden, if I would have got that eighth win, I would have been a lock in. I wouldn't have been. Uh, it wouldn't have been a buy, but I would have been at least in the third slot or whatever. So now I got to wait until after the Monday night game. Basically, I got to wait until Tuesday to see how this shit is going to play out. Um, and I, and I'm, I, I got to see in the other money league that I'm in as well. But the point I'm trying to get to is that the narrative keeps changing for this guy. And I don't know why. Like, I'm not, I'm fine with calling Brady the best quarterback of all time because he has been there the most. He has won the most. And I'm cool with that. But what I'm not cool with is that towards the end of his career, Cats want to start barking about he needs help. No, he don't. No, he don't. You know what I'm saying? This is probably the best defense that he's playing. And he might not even win the Super Bowl this year, but this is by far the scariest defense that he's ever played with. By far. You know what I mean? Um, and he's had solid defenses before that he has won with. But those teams kill BB. If you really pay attention to the Super Bowls, you know, they don't win by much. <laughs> you know, they end up winning by a field goal or something like that, you know? Um, and even the field, and even the, um, the, uh, the, the Super Bowl that they actually lost, it wasn't by, it was, it was a score away. So it's not like they're blowing teams out in these goddamn Super Bowls, but you know, these defenses that he had was always solid and they just, and, and, and got to credit at least 80% of that to Belichick because he just know how to scheme and put his players in the right position at the right time. Kind of like that Buccaneers defense that we lost to <laughs> some years ago. Um, yeah, man. No, I'm not trying to hear that. I'm not here for that. I'm not here for that at all. Like, it's just he lost to, you know, the, the, the Texans was at home. They got up for that game. You know what I'm saying? And then also Deshaun is just one of those electrifying players, just like Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, the MVP race is for him to lose. As far as I'm concerned, Deshaun Watson is directly behind him. But, nah, it, I, I mean, bro, I mean, Lamar Jackson is on the pace to, to rush for 1,000 yards this season. So he's out there doing the damn thing. Um, again, man, I, I'm, I'm not trying to hear that excuse. Now, staying on the topic of excuses, there's no excuse for us to – the two games that we lost in a row, there's no excuse for that. I am not going to lie to you. Kansas City is the lead team in our division. They will be. I'm not sure how long, and the reason why I say that is because we have shown some progression. But as of right now, they're clearly the leader, and we didn't take advantage of winning the games we were supposed to win to get to this point. Because now we're in a we're in a situation where if we're our playoff hopes are so thin that we literally have to win out, and the teams that are ahead of us gotta lose. <laughs> they have to lose. That's Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh is so fucking sorry. God, they so goddamn sorry. Um, to their standards, they're extremely terrible, trash. And then you have the Texans, who I am now afraid of because they've been they've picked up some goddamn steam, and they've been sorry this season, uh, and they don't really have any standards. You know what I mean? Uh, but they're playing tough. They're playing tough. And the last time we played the Titans, we beat them. And then you have the Colts. We beat the Colts already, so we have the tiebreaker over them. But if it's it's all about winning out. You know, we could still be looking at a ten and six record. We could if we won these four games. Now we have we have um we have Tennessee. We have the Broncos. 
and we have the Chargers. And I forgot who I forgot the fourth game. I forgot the fourth game. Um Damn, I forgot the fourth game. I I'm not sure who the fourth game is. Let me look up the fourth game right now while we at it. I can do that right now. Sorry for that. I'm usually not prepared, but prepared enough uh in these situations. But I want to break down how difficult it is going to be for us to actually for us actually to win, to win out. Let's see right now, looking at the schedule. We have Okay. Oh yeah. So we got some pretty tough games left. We got the Titans, Jaguars, Chargers, then Broncos. I will say this. I thought we was going to win that Jets game. Now, after we came off of that third that 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 uh that uh two game winning streak where we beat the Lions and we beat the Chargers, we had the Bengals and Jets up next. And that's when everybody was hooting and hollering like the Raiders could be making some noise in the AFC. You know what I'm saying? Especially with these two winnable games. I'm not going to lie. I felt like we should have won both the Bengals and the Jets game, but I had a feeling that we would lose to one. And it was more so about the Bengals than it was about the Jets. Um, even though the Bengals is mathematically the worst team in the league next to Miami. Um, I had a feeling we was going to lose to the Chiefs because the Chiefs whooped our ass the first time. You know, it was it was a little bit, um, you know, it was a little bit closer, a little bit more respectable, 28 to 10. This time they smacked us 40 to 9. Uh, that's two games where we scored 12 points and we got beat by a total of 74 to 12. That's not good. That's not good. So now we got the Titans at home. We got the Jaguars at home. And our last two rivalry games are away. Um, The Chargers game shouldn't be that difficult only because, you know, uh, Los Angeles or San Diego (laughs) is just it's a home game for the Raiders. We run California as far as teams are concerned. We run California. Um, Then we got the Broncos. That last game is going to be one of those. Um, if we're looking to fight for a wild card, that last wild card position, and we're looking to fight for that, we're going to be up for that. Um, probably not so much so the Broncos, but the Broncos will be playing hard to spoil that. Or it's going to come down, come down to just a dog fight between two rivals. We always have a good dog fight between the Chargers and the Raiders and the Char, I mean, and the Broncos and the Raiders. Uh, but my main concern is the Titans that we got coming up this weekend and, um, the Jaguars the following weekend. We should be good though. We should be good. Um, Monday night game, Minnesota versus Seahawks. Don't, don't really have too much stock into that, but let's move on to the main topic. And that's my Lakers. Uh, I'm recording this early on a Monday, uh, the day after we got our, see, I had a bad sports weekend, you know what I mean? Including fantasy, because now I didn't lock in anything, you know, as far as the money leagues, like the other league that that's, you know, free, wasn't no money involved. I'm smacking niggas in that. That's cool. But I'm more concerned about the money leagues getting into the playoffs. So now I'm on this sit and wait type of thing to see what's going to happen. And then we have. Uh, we had my Raiders come on what the Raiders came on 20. Actually, the Raiders and the Lakers damn near almost started at the same time. So my Lakers played against Dallas at the crib. We had Luca at the crib and early on, man, I felt like 
we was going to run away with this game. I did. Um, that didn't end up like that. Uh, <laughs> and the Mavericks is, and, and it has been a lot of people sleepers. You know, I signed off on the Mavs this season as a dark horse, uh, and as well as a lot of other people did as well. But they're really playing good. They're fourth in the West right now. You know, we're still number one, 17 and three, but watch how the narrative changed. You know, we've only lost three games. Now, the three games that we did lose were to some solid teams, including the Clippers. They beat us the first game of the season. That was a blockbuster one. And then we lost to Luka the second time around. The first time we played them, I thought, now that, we should have lost to them the first time. This is the game that we should have beat them. Uh, but we ended up losing. Of course, we lost to Toronto. That was an odd game. Uh, Luka came through and put up Bron numbers, and exact them niggas damn near had identical stats. Luka had twenty seven, nine, and and ten. Bron had twenty five, nine, and eight. You know what I'm saying? All, damn near similar steals. Luka had three. Bron had four. So, and Luka has always come out and said that he has patented his game, and he always had has admired LeBron James' game, and it clearly shows in 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 on his stat sheet. But we lost by fourteen. Um, you know, Anthony Davis did his thing. He put a, his, his normal, um, we got to get more from Kuzma. We only got four points from Kuzma. He was one for eight that game. A lot of cats is coming for Kuzma head. I'm not too concerned. You know, uh, like I said, he's still finding his way, not just physically, but mentally. So to me, um, when you got Bron and AD on the team, and it's a totally different, totally different um, strategy than when he was with Cleveland, than when he was with Miami, because he had different type of players. Also, he had different type of role players. So, you know, this time around, he's taking a step back, but still being somewhat aggressive and letting AD take the bulk of the basically the bulk of the offense and he pulls up the rear. And so now you got to figure out to fit cools in and cools has to figure out, or maybe you could put it. No, I'm not going to do that because niggas love to use the coach as a scapegoat. Cools has to find his way. Cause cools is getting shots. I just told you he was one for eight. I'm pretty sure he could have shot more than that, but one for eight, that's not a good shooting percentage. My guy. You know, like we was on KCP head from the beginning of the season up until the last six or seven games. And he's been shooting. He's been playing a little bit better, you know. So then you want to say, let's look for that role player that's going to give you, you know, easily between 12 to 15 points. That could be anybody. You know, that could be uh, uh, Dwight Howard. That could be a KCP. That could be a Caruso. That could be Danny Green. That could it could be any one of our role players. Now, should an identity identity be set with these players? Yes, it should. But clearly, the past twenty games, if you really look at it, the offense is surrounding AD. Then you have Braun, and they're supposed to be Kuz, but there has been other players stepping up. So I think that's probably where the confusion is is at because it, 
there's not going to be a lot of games where you see both AD and Bron on the bench. Of course, you will see them on the bench from time to time, but there's not going to be a lot of that because we haven't played enough games where we built a very large lead early on, except for the Washington game. The Washington game, we smacked the dog shit out of them out the gate. We was just smacked. Well, not out the gate because early on they was on our bumper, but uh, one thing we got to stop do is this trend that we have of uh, coming out the gate too slow and then wanting to pick it up in the third quarter. We can't do that. Like, we're not Golden State, <laughs> you know, and even Golden State, when they have been in a position where they've gone down in the third quarter, they knew they could turn it back on. We don't, even though it has shown that when we are down, it doesn't matter. We've been down as much as 20 20 points before, and we've come back and we've won the game. Um, but you don't want to get into the habit of that. Some games you want to be up and put it away instead of, you know, having to fight and scratch back all the time. That's not cool. That's not cool. Um, but, yeah, 17-3, and three, my expect, uh, I would say my grade thus far, 20 games in, I would give it a solid, I would say a B-. minus. At this point, I get it. I mean, making a statement like that is cool. The way the Clippers is playing it is cool. You know, I'm not mad at it. You know, with the Clippers you know, on cruise control, uh, they've upped on their load management. I'm not mad at it. I wish we were somewhat in the same position. Now, by us winning more games, that's cool. That's cool as well. But I like the change of pace that they're going through because you don't want to overwork. AD has missed one game. Brian hasn't missed a game. You know, and we've had Avery Bradley miss a few games. We had Caruso miss a game. Um, Rondo has missed some games. So we have some some key players because you see how the offense works when you have different guards in. You really do. You know, when Rondo is in the game, he knows how to control the tempo. A, a very good job at controlling the tempo. When Caruso is in the game, he knows how to find cast open. He's not selfish at all, but he knows how to cut to the basket as well. And that's where you get all. That's where he gets his highlights. Is <laughs> cutting to the basket, um, and Braun finds him all the time. Um, and then you have, you know, you got you, you, the rest of our guards. They play well within the system. You know what I'm saying? Avery Bradley is really a great piece that we need, um, and it's all about maintaining. You know what I'm saying? People's health throughout the season. So I'm pretty sure a lot of these cats are somewhat healthy. I I don't believe we've had a person come into the league a thousand percent healthy besides uh, maybe a Caruso. Because he's the only one that he has set out for an injury, but it was the injury that happened on the court. Um, but actually coming into the season, I don't think none of our main heads came in a hundred percent. You know, because they I think they still have lingering injuries through that throughout their career and even from the past season. Um, We got to do better, though. We got to get better. Even even at 17 and three, I can already hear the narratives and the rumblings and stuff like that. I haven't heard anything for at least 14, 15 games straight. Nothing. I haven't heard anything, <laughs> anything. We slip up against Dallas lose by 14, and then all of a sudden, everybody come out. You know, you got to love it. You got to love it. Just make sure you know that I know. I'm paying attention. I'm paying attention. Um, and that's it for this week, man. I'm, You know, my, my Raiders is looking on the outside in uh, from, a, from, a, 
from a further distance now. Uh, but even then, we get to seven or eight wins. That's a win because we was only projected to win four. Um, but at the same time, I'm greedy. I'm greedy. If 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 you see an opportunity to to get to the playoffs and you have the opportunity to get there playing against certain teams, you got to take advantage of that, man. There's no excuse. Even though I know our expectations wasn't to make the playoffs, but to show some pro- some progression, bro. I don't. I'm not settling for that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you want to step on cats next, the cats that doubted you, the cats that just out there hating for no reason, you want to step on their necks. You know what I'm saying? Like, we made those we made those trades for a reason. Now we got to make we got to make them pay for it. You know what I'm saying? And who is that? Well, that's the media. That's everybody that agree with the media. You know, so we'll see. We got like I said, we got the Titans at the crib. I expect us to win that game. I expect us to come out strong and cuz putting up 12 points uh between two games, that's not going to get you that ass. And as far as my Lakers, I'm not too concerned about that that loss. Uh, that was just a loss, you know what I mean? Now, it was at home. You never want to lose like that at home, but you played against a great you played against a potential MVP candidate. You know, and he did his thing. Um, and that's one of those teams in the West that can cause problems in the West. So you took an L, that's cool, you know, and, and it happens. Um, the Clippers on the other end, they took some L's from teams that they were supposed to be, and it's the same thing. I still feel like they do have, they do have a stronger core. Like they have four strong players. Right now, we're looking at two and a half right now. That's where we're at. We're at two and a half. But collectively as a team, our team overall is stronger, but they have four strong players, you know, that 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 that, that they're looking at. So I think that's where we need to be. At least three strong players with the with uh strong role players. They have four they have two dominant players, two strong role players, and then everybody else is just sugar shit. But they also play up you know what i'm saying when the team is playing up they play up so they're reliable when needed um and that's it man that's it college football it's almost that time it's almost that time bama lost though bama did lose and uh <laughs> i could watch bama lose like i could watch bama lose every day every day i could look at nick saban's face and when they lose it's just it's a phenomenal thing. So for the first time in a long time, we don't have to worry about Bama being in the discussion of the national championship, which is like news itself. That should be a whole show in itself right then and there. Um, so it's starting to talk, you know, when the, when, when the bowl game started to come up, that's when we started to talk about the draft picks. Um, and we'll talk about that. And also, you know, when the, when, when the, when the bowl when the bowl games are starting to be formed, we also need to start talking about the NFL playoffs. Uh, but that's not that's not done yet because seeds are not set yet. Other than that, it's your boy BTG, Open Run, Rare Signage Network, and I'm out. See y'all next week.